0: This episode is sponsored by the ALW Communications Agency. Visit www.alwagency.com for all your communications needs. This is The Dreamers Podcast, episode 82, with entrepreneur and co-owner of three hotels, Devon Reeves. Today is August 9th, 2022.
1: When I first started, I wanted to become a general manager. And no knock to general managers. I just thought that that was the highest position. And once I realized, I said, oh my gosh, being a hotel owner is the top position. Just me being competitive and I always want to be number one. I was striving for hotel ownership, not really understanding what that meant. It was just more so just being number one. And there wasn't really a pathway or a roadmap. And at the time when I was working at the front desk, the Hyatt actually owned the hotel. So I thought, The brands actually own the hotel. I didn't know that an individual like you and myself could actually own or a small business. And so once I started changing my surroundings, meaning joining different organizations where there were hotel owners who were my age, meaning at the time under 30, they didn't look like me, but they own hotels. That intrigued me, that piqued my interest. And I said, okay, wait a minute, they can do it. Even though they inherited hotels, if they can do it, I can do it too.
0: Hello, world. Welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I am Stephanie Ann also known as Annie's Wealth. I'm a financial coach and an author. I self-published my first book, Dream of Legacy, a guide to help dreamers reach financial independence and build generational wealth. In this podcast, I'll have conversations with experts and thought leaders who dare to follow their dreams. You'll hear about their journey and their money stories. I hope it inspires you, dreamers out there, to live life on your own terms. Come on, dreamers, let's change the world! This podcast is brought to you by Dream of Legacy. Check out dreamoflegacy.com for resources to assist you on your journey to financial independence. Before we get into today's episode, please take a couple minutes to go into Apple Podcasts if you're listening from an Apple device to rate and review the podcast. If you appreciate the free resources that are provided in this podcast. Then the best way to let me know is to do just that. Reviews help the podcast be more visible, and it helps other dreamers discover the podcast. So thank you, I appreciate you. And now let's get back to today's episode. Hello, welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. My name is Annelise Wolf and I am very happy that you decided to join me for today's episode of the podcast. Today we are talking about Hotel ownership. My guest, Devon Reeves, I found out about the amazing work that she does to increase the percentage of Black people who own hotels. And that was a little over a year ago. I wrote a piece about her and the fact that she is part of only 1% of Black women who own hotels. And next thing I know, the piece was picked up and featured in Time Magazine's newsletter as one of the best articles of the month and we've kept in touch ever since and eventually she became one of my clients. But anyways, I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Devon. Her mission is absolutely outstanding and she comes with a wealth of knowledge. And so today we're going to talk about hotel ownership. What does it take? Why should we consider it? And how, at 35 years old, Devon is already co-owner of Three Hotels and is on a path to more success. If you've never thought about hotel ownership, this is the episode for you. Devon Reeves, welcome back. Thank you for having me, Alice. So for the listeners who might not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about
1: you and what you do? Sure, Absolutely. Hello, future hotel owners. My name is von Reeves. I am the president and founder of The Vaughn Group. We are a hotel consulting and investment firm. I've been in the hospitality industry for over 15 years. I got my start as a front desk agent. And now I'm the co-owner of three hotels across two different states. And my goal is to increase the percentage of African-American hotel owners. There are about 59,000 hotels in the United States. Less than 2% are owned by African-Americans and less than 1% are owned by women. So I'm not happy with that. I'm upset with that number and my goal is to change it. So essentially what I've done, I've built the community, future hotel owners, and really just reminding folks in our community that we can own and operate hotels. So thank you for having me.
0: Well, thanks for coming back. Last time you were here, last year you had just purchased your first hotel and now
1: you can own three Oh, and I also created over 60 hotel orders and investors. And you're like, how old? Just turned 35 on the 28th.
0: And you started at the front desk. So for anyone that is thinking they cannot overcome whatever financial situation they're in, this is your inspiration. So tell me more about kind of like the process, right? So when you started, you were a front
1: desk agent. What made you even think about acquiring your first hotel? When I first started, I wanted to become a general manager and no knock to general managers. I just thought that that was the highest position. And once I realized, I said, Oh my gosh, being a hotel owner is the top position. Just me being competitive and I always want to be number one. I was striving for hotel ownership, not really understanding what that meant. It was just more so just being number one. And there wasn't really a pathway or a roadmap. And at the time when I was working at the front desk, the Hyatt actually owned the hotel. So I thought the brands actually owned the hotel. I didn't know that the individual like you and myself could actually own or a small business. And so once I started changing my surroundings, meaning joining different organizations where there were hotel owners who were my age, meaning at the time under 30, they didn't look like me, but they own hotels. That intrigued me, that piqued my interest. And I said, OK, wait a minute, they can do it. Even though they inherited hotels, if they can do it, I can do it too.
0: And so I'm curious to hear kind of like from before you acquired the first hotel to now, what have been some of like the biggest lessons that you've learned?
1: The biggest lessons I wish I would have done it sooner. The biggest lesson I wish I would have got out of my own head, because it's a mindset shift coming from an entry level position, coming from a family of service. My dad was a firefighter. My grandmother was a retired nurse. My dad was a retired firefighter, he retired. My mom was in HR, my sister and my aunt, they were in politics. So we come from a family of service. And so that's a huge mindset change of coming from service to ownership. And so it really took me some time and some personal and professional growth to overcome that obstacle to be like, Devon, you're not at the front desk. You're not an analyst. You're not just an entrepreneur. You actually own this business. You have investors, you have employees, you have a budget, multi-million dollar budget. So it's all of these different things that I had to get out of my own head and tell myself, Devon, you can do it, okay?
0: But so you see like overcoming the mindset, I think that's what most people
1: struggle with. It's huge. It takes a lot. I just had a conversation. So Wyndham Hotels, they're actually developing a program to increase the percentage of African-American hotel owners. And so we, they had a focus group and they invited myself, other current hotel owners and future hotel owners. And they just wanted to hear our thoughts. And one of the things that came out, I didn't agree with the same either, but a lot of times people say that the reason why there's not a lot of African-Americans is because of access to capital. There are a lot of wealthy African-Americans. And a lot of it is access to knowledge and awareness. Even knowing that it's possible, I think. That- even knowing that it's possible. It's right. There's a lot of Airbnb, you know, a lot of folks own Airbnbs, right? A lot of folks own flip and fix houses, but the possibility like, oh, wow, I didn't know I could own a hotel or I didn't know I could own a multifamily or I didn't know I can do it. Like they just didn't know they could do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like now when you present them with this idea and then you present them with the roadmap or you present them with the pathway of how to do it and you're like, oh, okay, I can do it. So you mean to tell me I can get a group of my friends and family and we can come together and we can pull our funds together? And now we can buy this hotel and create wealth for ourselves and create generational wealth for future generations. Okay, let's talk about it.
0: So let's say I'm there, I'm ready to invest in a hotel.
1: Now, where do I go? The first thing I always say is start with your ownership thesis. That's the biggest thing. Because for one, there are like 20 different types of hotels. There are 59,000 hotels in the United States today, hotels Mm -hmm. and motels. So like you said, where do you go? Out of those 59,000, you can get overwhelmed. Yeah. Just even looking, just even thinking about it. You're like, hey, that's a lot of hotels. So where do I start? So let's start with coming up with a compass. So what types of hotels do you want to invest in or buy? Where, what's the geographical area? What kind of brands are you looking in? What's your budget? Because that'll determine if you can qualify for the loan. So all of those different things, will be a part of your compass. And then once you have your compass kind of nailed down, then you move forward and you say, okay, so I'm based out of Atlanta. So my thesis are investment thesis. I like to look at hotels. Currently, I'm not buying any more hotels, but when I did look at hotels, they need to be within like a two-hour flight because I go visit my properties every quarter. That's a lot. I have three, so I have to visit them. So I need, and I have a little one at home and I have multiple businesses. so. It would be too much for me to be traveling over to a different country or traveling to Alaska or Hawaii, or if I had to go to the whole, even I do have a management company that handles the day-to-day operations. That will be a lot on me. So my thesis, I need something where it's like a two-hour flight. Some folks are like, I want my hotel to be a little close. I want to be able to drive to it. I need to be able to see it, feel it, touch it. So those are some people's thesis. So it's just based off of what's your preference. Some folks are more of the cash flow. Some folks are more of an equity. So it just depends on what all works for you. And that'll help that 55000 that you're looking at now to even less and you're more focused.
0: So as far as the main brands, how much does it
1: cost on average to get into a hotel? It depends. You're going to hear that word. And I get that question all the time. That's like, what's on average a house? <laughs> I get that question all the time. And I'm like, oh, a house in Georgia is not the same as the house in New York. Because you know, right.
0: the thing with hotel ownership is that most people don't think about it, right? So I think the reason why people keep asking is to know like how much at minimum they need to get
1: in the game, whether it's- So I always say like 20, 20 to 30% of what you need. So if you're looking at a hotel, so a lot of times I meet people in our community, they like to buy properties that they stay at mm. until they realize how much it costs. Is that- oh, they want to buy Ritz County. They want to buy Four Seasons. I'm like, you know how much they cost? How much do they cost? <laughs> I've for like 400 million. Oh yeah, that sounds good. That's what I'm saying. I hear it and I'm like, okay, good luck. I believe in you, all right? But let's start off with a uh, hotel six. Let's start off with a day's end. Start off with something that less than $5 million. That way, 20 to 30% that you're putting down is like one to 1. 1.5 million. That's more approachable, that's more attainable, meaning you can get a group of friends. I know somebody who's got a contract, they have to put 700,000 down your first deal may not be the sexiest deal in the world but it's your first deal that you're going to get done so looking at hotels that doesn't have a full service restaurant you mentioned the brands choice hotels wyndham hotels motel 6 those type of brands are good brands to start off with for G6 good brands to start off with and so obviously the average and best person, western
0: best western so the average person should probably not just trying to do this right even if you're coming from your state there's probably some level of knowledge that you need to have about that. Yeah, you
1: definitely want to get the education. I know so many people, I've come across so many people and they're like, oh my gosh, Devon, I wish I would have taken me a course mm. when I started off because I wouldn't have wasted so much money. It's so crucial to have the right team. It's so important. It's so important to, because you don't know what to ask. So I'm going to give you an example. So let's say you buy your first hotel and lease. And you like, you know what? I don't need Davon. I ain't about to call her. I ain't about to take her course. I can figure it out. I got all this real estate in my portfolio. I know what I'm doing. So I've been closing on all these houses. I'm gonna use my same team. Mm. You got <laughs> you got the blind leading the blind. Ain't nobody closing the hotel before. So let's say after you submit the contract, let's say you submit the letter of intent or submit an offer, which basically what that means is you're submitting. Your offer to the seller as a buyer. You're like, okay, this is what I want to present to you. This is how much I want to buy your property for. So let's say after y'all negotiated, the seller agrees. And so you're like, oh, I got this. I don't need all that other stuff. And after you submit the offer to accept it, you don't know that you had to get approved by the brand. So the lender is like, hey, at least we need that letter stating that you're approved for the brand. You're like, wait, what? What you talking about? Because you got the wrong team. Nobody knows that. So now your closing is delayed because mm. you can't get closed without that letter from the brand.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. So how is it like, so for instance, if I want to buy a house, right, I will make my offer. Most sellers will need to see proof that you can qualify for. They want it. to see proof of funds. Yeah. That go with with hotels? Same thing. They want to see proof of funds. And so that means you would have
1: to raise the capital before you even can come to the table and make an offer hmm yeah, they want to be able to see. I've seen creative ways where people use their family and friends who has the capital to show and then they go raise the capital to do the deal. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of creative ways that you can do it, like using retirement, lines of credit, HELOC, which is home equity lines. But I always recommend that you work with a financial advisor, CPA, or legal. Seek professional or expert help before you just make these decisions because there's a lot of tax liabilities. Legal, liabilities. I have two lawyers. But I say people like me, my lawyers say it all the time. Devon, you're such an entrepreneur. We're just like, we don't go into the minutiae of the details. So you want to get someone who's an expert in that field, especially an expert who's done it a couple of times and they can kind of guide you to it, going back to the blind, leading the blind.
0: So for you, you've done this a few times, right? Raising capital.
1: What have been some of the most successful ways you've done that? Partnering with financial advisors, friends. A lot of it is through referrals. I actually get a lot of my investors through referrals. People, they like the process. They say, hey, I got this deal. I'm invested. I think you should invest in it too. Mm -hmm. And also I think it's how I communicate with people. I think the communication process, I guess that's my hospitable background. That trusting, you want people to Well, I'm a good person, Well I like to think. My grandma raised me to treat people how you want to be treated. The really thing is I don't want to embarrass my grandmama. You know mm. what I mean? Not my grandma's girl. So I don't want it to be like, well, I invested with Devon and she ain't giving give my money back. I could just hear my grandma in my background right now. You did what? How you going to let? So that's just me just doing the right thing. But not everybody is like that. So you want to do your due diligence. You want to do your homework. Anybody who invested in me, I say, go have your lawyer read it.
0: So who are the key people that you should have on your team if you even want to? Think about investing in a hotel,
1: lawyer, accountant, hotel broker, connections with the brand that helps a hotel consultant if your first time. After your first two hotels, you really won't need a consultant anymore. Maybe as you scale, you may need to bring one on to help you manage it. But like the first, first two, you'll probably need a consultant just to kind of walk you through it. So why is it
0: so important for you to increase the percentage of African-Americans
1: who are hotel owners? For investors? Well, I know I go to these conferences. It's more and more now, but I see by me working. So, from the front desk and how I got into hotel ownership was working through corporate, right? And working through corporate and asset management. So, our clients were hotel owners. So, I would see the amount of money that they were bringing in. I mean, they were bringing a lot of money. But I also realized there was not a lot of people who looked like us, who looked like me. And I saw a lot of communities. Because we have a mindset of a hotel consumer instead of a hotel owner. So we're consuming. It was a study, 2019 by MGY, 109 billion. African-Americans spent $109 billion in travel. Mm, Interesting. But how much of that money was brought back to the African-American community? Mm. That means they stayed at a hotel, but we're helping other communities build generational wealth. And so I realized, okay, there's an opportunity for our community to make, to create wealth, not only for ourselves, but for others. And so that's why I'm so passionate about it.
0: When you invest in a hotel, how many years do you have to be committed to even think about getting a return on your investment?
1: Mm, Three to five years. And you really start making money after about your third hotel. After your third hotel? Yeah, just like you buy an investment property. You don't become rich off your first one.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how I'll many do more are you money. buying? I told you I'm not buying anymore. I got this really big project coming out. How about the Hyatt? Oh, yeah, I want my Hyatt. Yeah, I want my Hyatt. Everybody know I want a Hyatt. The CEO even knows. Everybody know I want a Hyatt. So it's only, yeah, okay. I, want <laughs> I just want a Hyatt. That's it. I don't want anything else. Good. Maybe a Best Western.
0: And so I want to know, so you have a
1: home to Sweet Hilton, right? One wow. two, by Hilton, Staybridge Suites by IHG, and the Hampton Inn and Suites by Hilton. So two Hilton properties and the IHG brand.
0: Are you thinking long term to go into the more luxurious hotels,
1: or this is kind of like no, mm, no? When I was in corporate, I used to asset managers. Those, those takes a lot of money. Uh-huh. They take a lot of money, and when it's an economic downturn, it is bad. You have to have a lot of money to be able to support that, and. So That's definitely good to
0: know. For any of the dreamers that are listening who <laughs> want to learn more about how to become hotel owners, investors, what are some of the steps that you think they can take right now? I would
1: say start working on your investment thesis. Really start doing your research. Put National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators Developers. That's a good organization. The HOA, the Asian American Hotel Owners Association. Those right there are there two good organizations. So it's kind of really, you want to learn and immerse yourself because hotels are very capital intensive. And so you don't want to just go in without that education or knowledge. You can make a costly mistake.
0: So I always end the interview with a uh, rapid fire questions. You ready? Shoot. Tell me about a book that changed your perspective on life.
1: Oh, that was a good one. This one. Actually, I just got finished reading it not too long ago oh yes that's a good book i'm a huge tim grover fan so for my folks who they don't have to listen to motivational speakers like they're self-motivated this is a Mm. great book because not everybody needs motivation some Mm. people they're self-motivated so they need elevation they're like okay i'm already motivated i just need to take it to the next level and tim and he'll say he's like i'm not a motivational speaker i'm an elevator i said ooh. And so in the book, it just talks a lot about that elevation, where you are to the next level, how to win. I'm competitive. And so he talks about some of the greatest athletes in the world, Michael Jordan, late great, excuse me, Kobe Bryant, and how they were able to achieve and get to their level to success. What's one thing about learning you wish you could tell your younger self? To be more focused and to listen more. Mm -hmm. I thought I knew everything. Yeah, I should have listened more to people. It was because I have an uncle in South Florida and, you know, they're doing very well. They accumulated wealth through multifamily buying units and everything. And I wish I would have listened to them more or asked them questions. I wasn't curious enough. I should have been more curious. I should have been more focused, not thinking that I knew everything. God knows where I would have been. But what I didn't learn and what I should have learned, I'm taking that to teach to my son. So what I realized that, I had to go through what I had to go through to break generations, to break cycles, the generational curses, you know, because I was listening to somebody and they were saying that we're dealing with 14 generations of trauma. Mm-hmm. So I'm dealing with somebody's trauma that I don't even know. So I'm trying to break that trauma so that way I can spread goodness and positivity and not pass on, because I already got my own trauma and I don't want to pass on other people's trauma to my baby.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. I talk about this all the time, doing the work now. Cause I think I will pass on some level of trauma. I don't think it's possible to yes. just get yes. rid Go ahead. Of it. but if I can minimize it, then mm-hmm. that's so important. What's the best investment in
1: yourself you've made so far? Oh wow. Shout out to TSP Traffic Sales and Profit. They're a mastermind. It's a community where they create six, seven, eight figure business owners and just being a part of that community pushing me and getting out of my, I wish I would have joined that organization a long time ago too. So that's been the best investment in myself. The old day, I wouldn't have done it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's too much. And I'm glad I did because I got my money back 10 times. So I'm using the tools and the techniques to do other things. So investing in myself, perfecting my craft, changing my image, you know, have an image consultant, taking better care of myself. Because I've always been like low maintenance. I don't care about the other stuff. But now I've been more, you know, liking myself more. So the best investment in myself that I realized was myself was investing in me. I can't expect for anyone to invest in me when I don't invest in myself. So I'm doing more things now that I wasn't doing before because I wasn't taking the time to do
0: it. In the blank, in three words or less, money to me is? Money to me is what you make it. What do you want your legacy to be?
1: I want my legacy to be that Devon was a good person, that Devon did the best that she could, and that Devon was so caring that she turned her passion into purpose by helping to increase the percentage of African-American hotel owners and investors
0: So Devon, thank you so much for stopping by. Tell the dreamers where they can find you.
1: Hi, dreamers and future hotel owners. You can find me. I'm on Instagram at Devon Reeves. You can go to thevongroup.com to find me. And I also have a new book. It was edited by somebody very special. (laughs) What's
0: the name of the book?
1: What's the title? How to Buy a Hotel. You can go to www.thevongroup.shop to get your copy in your books about nine chapters and bonus courses with hospitality experts to show you how to analyze a deal in 20 minutes or less or how to find a hotel. So looking forward to connecting with you all, looking forward to check into your hotel one day. I love it.
0: That was Devon Reed, you guys. See you guys next time. Bye. That was episode 82 of The Dreamers Podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Dreamers Podcast. You can find the episode show notes and all of the links mentioned at dreamoflegacy.com. If you like today's episode, here's what you can do to support me and help more dreamers discover the podcast. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review the podcast to help the podcast gain more visibility. Share the podcast with your family, friends, and coworkers. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, please take a second to tag me at thedreamers.podcast on Instagram and let me know what you liked about today's episode. All right, Dreamers, that's it for today. I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Dreamers Podcast.
1: Okay, Dreamers time to build this legacy this podcast is for general information purposes only it is not intended to provide any tax legal financial planning insurance accounting investment or any other kind of professional advice or services please consult with an appropriate tax financial or legal professional to receive appropriate advice based on your situation
0: Sunday skincare Day is one of the ways I keep my sanity in these crazy times. Jumino is an all-natural, Black-owned skincare brand carefully handcrafted by parents who could not find the proper care solutions to address their family skin problems. All Jumino products are made of organic and high-quality ingredients meticulously chosen to give your skin the smooth results and the glow it deserves.